You're listening to Insights for Living with Pastor Boju Oyemade. Pastor Boju is the senior pastor of the Covenant Nation. The Bible tells us in Psalms 103 and verse 3 that Jesus, or who forgiveth how many sins? All thy iniquities. And who he left how many? All thy diseases. If you don't believe that all diseases are healed, then you must accept that all sins are not forgiven. Now, in order for the healing anointing to flow, if we make an altar call for sinners to come forward, and they come here, and they confess Jesus Christ as their Lord, will anybody doubt that God will restrain his power from getting them saved? No. You believe their sins will be what? Forgiven. It is the same approach and attitude that you have got to have to disease. There has to be an absoluteness about the fact that God is committed 100% to healing all of our diseases. Because faith cannot be exercised where the will of God is in doubt. Now I want to explain some things this evening and also even talk about what to do after the meeting. One of the things that you can't be prayed for The healing anointing can come into operation in your body. The power of God can start working in your body, and you can step out of here, and if you don't understand certain things about faith, you'll reverse that process without knowing. All right? So it's important that certain truths be established. The greatest barrier, therefore, to faith with many people who seek bodily healing is an uncertainty whether it is the will of God for every single person to be healed. Now, once there's an uncertainty in your heart, whether it's the will of God for every single person to be healed, then you don't have faith for healing. If you pastor a church and you think that it's not all churches that must grow, your church will not grow. You must believe that it's the will of God for all things to grow if you are going to experience growth. In other words, your attitude, therefore, is where there is no growth, something is wrong. If that is not the approach and attitude, then don't bother praying. Because what that means is that you are left with deciding whether God wants it by observing things on the outside. Do you hear what I said? And the Bible says, he that observeth lying vanities forsakes their own mercy. So if you ask any Christian, is it God's will to heal some? All right? All Christians, we know it is God's will to heal some people. 
But when you ask the question, is it God's will to heal everybody? Then people cannot answer that question. And I want to answer that question this evening. Are you following what I'm saying? Okay. The reason is that we cannot boldly claim faith for a blessing we are not sure God offers to everyone. Because then what you are going to be left with is you have to find some special revelation. Listen, the same way you talk about forgiveness, it's the same way you talk about healing of the body. Because if you then will say that is it God's will to forgive every single person that asks for forgiveness, the answer will be absolute yes. Is it God's will for everybody to prosper financially? If your answer, now, now I didn't say for everybody to be a billionaire, I said everybody to prosper financially. In other words, is it God's will for everybody to be self-sufficient and at every given time have abundance to be able to meet and every generous donation? If your answer is not yes, then you won't flow in it. It, is, it has to be yes and amen. Or the struggle continues. And fasting will not reverse what you don't believe. Are you following what I'm saying here? Except you are using the fast to overcome unbelief that you are good. But at least you know where the problem is. Because the Bible, Jesus said this one, it says, why did they say Because of their unbelief. He said, this kind cometh not except by prayer and fasting. And the truth is, you may need to fast to get revelation to erase the doubt. Now please hear this. We get healed or blessed in any area not because we desire it, because many do. Not because we wish for it, because many do. Not because we pray for it, because many pray and don't get it. Are you following what I'm saying? I'm teaching faith now. We get healed because we clearly see from the word of God, it is God's will to heal. Now, it takes prayer for you to see it. Do you understand this? But if you are praying to be healed without seeing it, it won't work. Okay. It is only what you see with the eyes of faith, the hand of faith can receive. Let me repeat what I said. It's only what you see with your eyes that you can receive, not what you are told. So a prayer, therefore, for any person, if you understand faith, is that their eyes might be opened to see what God has done in the atonement. In other words, it shouldn't be that God healed this person, but God opened this person's eyes to see that they are healed. For when the eyes of a Christian is opened. Now, what I want to present, and I'll do this on Saturday, we're having a healing meeting, a proper healing, a healing meeting dedicated to healing. And I'll continue this. And I, and I told my friend, all right, who is coming to minister that evening, um, Pastor Andios Akwe, that I will lay a foundation on teaching on healing. And, and he said, he also has been praying about it. And that's why... Let me just say this sometimes, and, and this is for young pastors also. Don't just invite big preachers to your meeting. Invite your colleagues too. 
because you can discuss with your colleagues. When you invite a big preacher, you can't discuss like that. Uh, do you get what I'm saying? Is what the, do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So you need to discuss so that you know this is what we will do. All right? And then leave the big men to do what God told them to do. <laughs> Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? Okay. If you just call all big men, you will lose control of your meeting. Are you hearing me? Yeah. I mean, I say the truth. Yeah. In fact, somebody wrote to me from somewhere and said, it's your introductions I like. Say <laughs> so one aspect of Wavbeg is when you introduce the preacher, the things you say blesses me. All right. So we get healed not because we desire it. Everybody desires financial, everybody. All right? Not because we wish for it, not even because we pray for it, except you direct that prayer properly because so many people pray, pray, and they don't get it. But you, when you clearly see from the word of God, so the prayer should be, God, open my eyes that I may see. For when the eyes of Christians are opened up, then they know they are healed. Let's look at this. Look at what David said in Psalm 28 and verse 1. And I'll show this from the scriptures. Psalm 28 and verse 1. Unto thee will I cry, O Lord, my rock. Be not silent unto me, for if thou be silent to me, I become like them that go down into the pit. Listen to what David is saying here. David says, listen, I cry unto thee, O Lord, but the difference is going to be what you say to me. He said, because if you are silent, after I have prayed, there will be no difference between me and the person that goes into the pit. So the power of prayer is hearing from God. Do you understand what I'm saying? That is, the results of prayer is what God tells you. Then he went on in Psalm 13 verse 1, and see what he says there. Psalm 13. He says, how long will thou forget me, O Lord, forever? How long will thou hide thy face from me? He goes on and says, how long shall I take counsel in my soul, having sorrow in my heart daily? How long shall my enemy be exalted over me? Now hear what he says. Consider and hear me, O God. Lighten my eyes, lest I sleep the sleep of death. In other words, in answer to my prayer, open my eyes. If you don't, I will sleep the sleep of death. Next verse. Look at what it says. Verse 4. Lest my enemies say I have prevailed against him, and those that trouble me rejoice when I am moved. Next verse. It says, but I have trusted in thy mercy. My heart shall rejoice in your what? Salvation. Proverbs 15.30 says, the light of the eyes causes the heart to rejoice. And after your eyes have been lit up, then a good report, which is your confession, will make your bones fat. So it starts with revelation. That's why Jesus said, upon this rock shall I build my church. That's a differentiation. He said, don't pray like the hidden do. That means the hidden pray. That's what David was saying. He said, look, the only difference is going to come when in answer to prayer... Because God has said, as far as your eyes can see, that will I give unto thee. So I'm going somewhere with this. So in John chapter 3 and verse 7, it says, Marvel not that I say unto thee that you must be born again. Now I want you to hear what Jesus said here. The wind blows where it listeth, you hear the sound and that. Verse 9, it says, Nicodemus answered and said, how can these things be? Jesus said unto him, are you a master in Israel? You know not these things? 
Verse 11. Verily I say unto you, we speak that which we know, we testify that which we have done what? Seen. And you receive not our witness. Verse 12. I have told you earthly things, you believe not. How shall you believe if I tell you heavenly things? Verse 13. No man had ascended to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man, which is in heaven, he says, now hear what he says. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. Now what I'm doing this evening in the next 20 minutes is to lift up Jesus when it comes to healing. This scripture is not talking about praise and worship because Moses didn't praise the serpent up. He said, as Moses lifted up the serpent, was he praising the serpent? We just take the scripture and say, I will lift. listen, there are places where he says you lift up Jesus, but not this one here. That he is not in praise and worship, you lift him. There is a way you lift him. And he says, as, he didn't say, the same way Moses lifted up the serpent, so shall the Son of Man must be lifted. Even so must, not, not may, you must lift him up that same way. Next verse, he says this, that whosoever, next verse, verse, that whosoever believeth on him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Which means after Moses the same way Moses lifted up the serpent, if you lift up the serpent of Jesus that way, it says, whosoever believes after that will not perish. Now, Numbers 21 and verse 4. Let's see what happened. How Moses lifted up the serpent. And they journeyed through Mount Or and the, and the way of the Red Sea to compass the land of Edom, and the soul of the people was much discouraged by the way. Next verse. And the people spoke against God and against Moses. Wherefore have you brought us to the land of Egypt that we might die? And instead complaining. Verse 6. It says, And the Lord sent fairy serpents among the people, and they beat the people. Much people of Israel died. Verse 7. Therefore the people came to Moses and said, We have sinned. We have spoken against. Pray the Lord that he does what? Take away the serpent from us. Pray the Lord, once it is, that he takes the sickness away from us. And Moses prayed for the people. And hear what God said. And he says, make a fairy serpent, set it upon a pole. And it shall come to pass that if any man is beaten, if he looks upon it, he shall do what? Live. In other words, what we should do as ministers is position Jesus by revelation before the eyes of the people such that when you leave Wavbeck, you have a sight of Jesus that anytime sickness comes, you can look at that revelation. Did you get what I said? You leave this place with the evidence of things not seen. So that anytime you can open those scriptures and when you look on them, you'll be healed. You heard what I said? It's like somebody giving you and saying to you, look, you know, the Bible says, my son, attend to my words, incline your ear to my sayings, let them not depart from your eyes. Keep them, that's why it says from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life unto those that find them. So it says, thy words were what? Found, and I did eat them. So it's the business of the preacher to show you where Jesus is lifted as your healer. 
Do you understand what I'm saying? So that anytime you fix your eyes on it, look, many people preach, okay? And I mean, he's not here, but physically here. And I'll say this. And that's why I believe Dr. Krefodola is a man of deep revelation. If you ask him, he will tell you, if anybody didn't get results on something, he said, the first question I'll ask you is, were you satisfied with the amount of time you spent in the word concerning it? That's the revelation. Are you satisfied with how much time you spent beholding? Look, there are people praying for multitudes. Let me just say this to people say one multitude. But there's no evidence that multitudes will come. Listen to this instruction. Leave the Abuja church and go into the outskirts of town, Nasarawa State. And no member of any of the churches in Abuja must follow you there. Do you understand that kind of instruction? That you are pastoring one of the biggest churches in Abuja to leave it, to go to Nasara to start a church without taking anybody. He said, so the first thing he did, what people do is that let's start fasting and praying that people will come. The first thing he did was set aside weeks to go and see how the evidence in the word of God of people coming into the wilderness to hear you preach. After he was satisfied that he had the evidence that if I enter into a bush, people will come there. Do you get what I'm saying? He moved to the place. So in the morning when you come to the service and 200 people come, you look at that evidence and life comes into you. Not that you go behind. My God, where are they? You are in doubt. Are you following what I'm saying? Yeah, Lord. Come, Lord. You are in doubt. But when you look at them and your heart sinks, before you preach, you just quickly go to those scriptures. Look at those scriptures and there. The thing puts you up again and then you start preaching. What I want to present to you is that evidence for healing. So let us behold Jesus, all right, on bodily healing. The question is, if healing is for all, all right, we need to answer that question first. But let me just say another thing, and this is important coming for a conference, because like I explained here, I explained before this meeting while we are praying for this conference, I explained, and let me say this again, this meeting is not about excitement. Because when you sow the word of God into people, there are four different types of soil. The second one says it's on stony ground. What is the response of people that are on stony ground when the word is sown? Immediately, anon with joy, or the head word, anon with joy, which means receive it. So at the meeting, while the word is coming, there's gladness of heart. If you meet them at the car park after the meeting, man, Wavbeck, man, oh God, you are missing something, my friend. Come to the land, there's joy. But the Bible says afterwards, 
So the issue is not what happens now, but what happens when? Afterwards. Do you get what I'm saying here? They asked Kenneth Hagin that why did you go into start teaching faith? Hear what he said. He said, I went for a meeting. He said this was in the 60s. He said, a pastor, this was after the voice of healing move and everything. He said, and they will lay hands on people who will get healed. He said, look, I went with the pastor to pray for somebody. And I went there. And she was a woman and she was bent backwards. And I laid hands on her. And she straightened out. He said, and on my way back, I began to weep. And the pastor said, why are you crying? He said, she will lose this healing. He said, she will lose this healing. He said, why are you weeping? He said, she will lose it. He said, why? He said, we have to get truth into people. We have to get truth into people. On that tape, ABCs of Faith, he said, if you're a pastor, he said, get truth into people. He said, every, he said, and which is why someone like Dr. Joda in, in Lagos then had faith clinic. He said, every week, teach have a faith clinic, teach on the subject of faith. He said, get the word into people, get the word. He said, nothing can be permanent without the word entering them. Now, let me show you exactly what I'm saying here. Quickly, Matthew chapter 14, verse 28. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if thou be bid me to come on the water. All right? And he said, come. And when Peter was come down from the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. How many of you believe it takes the power of God to walk on water? You believe the power of God must be in operation in your life to walk on water. Do you agree? I mean, you can go home, fill your bathtub now, and then, then stand on it. Or let's bring a bucket and let's fill it with water. You agree? So the power of God was already in operation in Peter. All right? He was already operating in God's power, and he was testifying of God's power. See, I'm walking on water. Well, what happened? Verse 30. And when he saw the wind was boisterous, he was afraid and began to sink. In other words, if you don't have the evidence of the healing and the power of God comes on the inside of you and you have nothing to look at and you feel symptoms in your body and you can't turn to the evidence that you are healed, that power stops working. That's what I think it was saying. That you can lay hands and the power begins to run. People say, I felt something go through me. I'm healed, I'm healed. And then they go out. And then as they wake up, one small symptom comes up. And fear comes in. Now you don't see that fear. Do you get what I'm saying? Let's, let's look at it again here. Look, look at what he says. And when I saw the wind, he was afraid. Which means, he listen, when the evidence of the temporal changes your feeling, the power of God has stopped working. So he felt fear, and the Bible says he began to do what? Sink. That power. So power can be in operation and be sustaining you, but in order we have to be spiritually intelligent so that Satan doesn't get us. So that people don't come into a conference and there's a surge of power into their beings and then they go out and don't know how to maintain the flow. So you have to provide the evidence so that people have where they can look at after they've been prayed for and then they can look at that and say, these are precious words that 
So if you don't have the evidence, then what you see are lying vanities. And what you, because you don't have anything to look at. Are you following what I'm saying? Eyes are very powerful. That's the way into your, to your spirit. What you look at, that advertisers know that. Let me tell you the difference, the difference between seeing and hearing. Power, pain. All right? Radio is hearing. Television. Movies is seeing and hearing. If, if you, you are hearing something, it may not influence you. When you see a film and they died in the film, you know it is a movie. You paid for the movie. You saw this is the lead actor. You know they are acting. You know, you paid to watch them act. They start acting and you start crying. <laughs> Why are you crying when you know these are actors and actresses? What you see influences you. This podcast is brought to you by the Covenant Nation. For more information, visit www.insightsforliving.org. Thank you and God bless.